Hey everyone, welcome to What Works For You. This is an interview with Stephen York, one of the co-founders of the free-for-all meditation app, Medito. It's very special to me personally because I love Medito. I always keep talking about it whenever meditation comes up. And this was a chance for me to dive into the origin story behind Medito, the functioning of the core team, managing their day jobs with this huge non-profit app that hit 0.5 million downloads and share all of this with the world. You'd be surprised to know about the efforts that go into building an app like this one. The interview happened in an Instagram live on the 23rd of May and this is part one of the conversation. Enjoy. So I'll just introduce you. So Stephen York is the co-founder of Medito Foundation and he's also a board member there. And he also works as a product marketing and communications manager at a company named Beekeeper in the UK which I think is pretty cool since uh, your role at Medito is also related to comms and PR. And in addition to that, I met Steven on the Slack group for Medito volunteers a few months ago. We've been chatting uh, back and forth and now we're finally doing this. It is great to actually do this. Yeah, good to see you, not in person, but um, see you live because we've only chatted on online before, haven't we? Right, right. So uh, to begin with, um, just for those of you who haven't ever used Medito, Medito has packs on the app. Every pack has um, meditation sessions. So, so all of these sessions are guided meditations uh, where a person is like t- telling you what to think and how to basically go about the session as opposed to an unguided meditation where you're focusing on your breath and doing it on your own. So Stephen, h- how do you think um, guided meditation sessions on the app benefit beginner meditators especially more than um, doing unguided meditations yeah so um so on the app we do actually have the option to do unguided as well but um but yeah especially for beginners the guided meditations are really helpful because we don't only just guide you through the meditation we also kind of teach you about meditation and mindfulness um and so we have a learning to sit pack um, which people can start with if they're complete, complete new, uh, new starters. Um, and if they're not very used to sitting for any amount of time at all during meditation, then it can be quite difficult because people find that anxiety rises up if you just sit in silence with no sound. Um, right. So the learning to sit kind of builds people up and it starts with just a few minutes and then it builds up to 10 minutes, which is still fairly short, but for for beginners, 10 minutes can seem like a lifetime when you're meditating. Um, so the idea then is that you can work your way through the courses and you can build up uh, the, the duration um, and hopefully then you should find that you, it becomes more and more comfortable um, to be able to sit in meditation and you can start to see the benefits from it. Um, and as well as, as well as having that guide as well, it's also a bit of an extra encouragement to start building the habit because when you have courses to go through and you have like a guided path then you there's more encouragement to go back the next day and start building up this daily habit because that that I think is actually part of a big difficulty for a lot of people is mm-hmm. when they're starting to actually build a habit in, and doing it every single day um, so yeah so there's a few reasons to start using an app rather than just going straight into trying to meditate alone um, but but really, I guess the end goal for people 
should be that they should be able to sit in silence without having a guide, which is why then we do also offer the the meditation timer on the app. So um, so you can kind of progress. Um, you can learn about mindfulness and you can learn about different concepts. Um, but then hopefully you should also be able to meditate in silence alone. Um, but I think even for people who are who have been meditating a long time, it's always nice to go back and have some guided sessions where it, it discusses different philosophical concepts, and mm-hmm. different, right. um, yeah, d- different kind of ideas around the world of meditation and mindfulness, um, because it kind of it can encourage you to have deeper meditative insights. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's ju- I guess it's just um, slightly deeper than you can go into kind of um, all, all of these different kind of philosophical concepts. Right, I agree. I think one of the things that the guided meditations teach a lot of people is that it's okay to have thoughts. Normally, there are misconceptions around meditations that you're not supposed to have thoughts. And, and when you actually play the guided meditation, you get to know that it's, it's okay to have thoughts. It's completely natural. And that's something I think that's a, a big revelation for a lot of people. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, because a lot, a lot of people say they've tried meditation and they can't do it or it's not for them because mm-hmm. when they sit down to meditate, their mind is just full of thoughts and they feel like they're failing when that happens. But the, the key thing to know is that happens to everybody. I, I would say probably... <laughs> even the most experienced meditators like yogis and Buddhist monks, like I'm sure right. they have thoughts coming into their minds. I think the more you do it, then the more you can stay focused on your, your breath or whatever your, uh, your objective focus is mm-hmm. during the meditation. Um, because it is, it's like training a skill. So you, you, it's basically practicing becoming more mindful, which is practicing becoming more in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And then say, so if you are using the breath as an anchor, then if you're fully focused on your breath, then you are fully in the present moment because you're not thinking about other things. And the more you practice that, the longer you will stay in that state of being in the present moment. Um, and yeah, so I, but I think even if you're, you've been meditating for years, mm-hmm. then you might be able to stay more focused for longer. Um, but if thoughts are going to come, it's completely natural and people should know that that's completely fine when that happens. Um, and, and to be able to notice your thoughts as well. Um, so this is concept of being the witness. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, right. if, if you can, so when thoughts arise, if, you, if you're able to kind of witness them um, and not become attached to them and don't get um, carried away with them um, and notice any feelings that come with it. So you notice your emotions um, and notice if any particular thoughts um, lead to um, certain, uh, certain emotions coming up. Um, and that's that's part of being fully mindful in the present moment. Totally, I think um, along with witnessing, there's another uh, concept on the app where uh, you're supposed to label your thoughts as past or the future, which I which I learned from it, and I think I still use it to this day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a useful kind of practice because it helps you to 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 become that witness of your thoughts, and that 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 method is particularly useful if you're suffering with anxiety, because, mm-hmm. um, because what, what people who suffer with anxiety, like the, the thoughts can be really troubling and they can, you can run away in your mind with like the worry of what's going to happen next or like worrying about something that happened in the past. But if you can kind of label them, it helps you to then move on from them. Um, so, it, and it, so it helps you to stop kind of having these runaway feelings of anxiety then caused by those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to backtrack 
a little bit now um, to how the idea for Medito came up. Like how was how did all of this start? Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, it was actually Roman's idea. So Roman is he's based in Amsterdam, um, yeah. and so. It, me, Gareth, Mike, and Rama were friends. Um, me, Mike, and Rama—sorry, me, Mike, and Gareth—have actually been friends since we were little kids. Like we were, we grew up on the same street together. So mm-hmm. we're friend. He's like my oldest friend. And then we met Rama through Mike and Gareth, because Gareth is my twin brother. Uh, and then me and Gareth met Rama through Mike. Um, so Mike and Rama are now based in Amsterdam. Gareth's based, based in Bristol in the UK, and I'm in Cardiff. Um, mm-hmm. So Remark is the one who actually came up with the idea. So we'd all four of us had had experience with meditation and we'd used different meditation apps and things. Um, but Ramar, I guess he's like the the idea guy, uh, the, the creative one who comes up with an idea and wants and runs with it. But he he kind of realised that the meditation apps that he had used, like the, mm-hmm. anything that was any of any kind of good quality, was always behind a paywall. Um, and it didn't seem quite right because meditation is an ancient practice um, and it's also something that's really good for people's mental well-being. So like he questioned, why isn't there something that's available for everybody um, in more in the true nature of what meditation is, which has always been a fully shared practice with people. It's not like if you think back, and if you think of the, the Buddha for, as an example, can you imagine mm-hmm. if he had said to people, I'll teach you how to meditate or I'll teach you the way to, to enlightenment, but you have to pay me a monthly subscription. It just doesn't seem quite right. You know? Um, so, so yeah, so he came up with the idea of creating a new meditation app um, mm-hmm. and, but setting it up as a, as a nonprofit organization. Um, so that way, because, so we've registered the nonprofit Medito foundation uh, right. in the Netherlands, and we're actually in the process of applying for a charity status in the UK as well. Um, but because wow. the, because it's actually structured now in that way, there's no mm-hmm. way that it could be turned into. Um, it could, it could, we couldn't take investors on board, you know, and then they would have a say in what we're doing because they would want to get a return from it. Right. So because it's set up as a nonprofit, then, then we can we know that he'll stay true to the original values. Um, so yeah, so Romar came to us with the idea, um, and we thought it was an amazing idea, and we said let's do it. Um, mm-hmm. So then the first thing that we did then was went out onto Reddit and we, so we went to the meditation subreddit and shared the idea there um, and asked for anybody who was interested in getting involved to kind of get in touch. And mm-hmm. that's where we found Michael then as well, who he's based in LA and he, so he joined us right, right very, very early on. Um, and he's now on the board with us at Medita, Medita Foundation. And around that same time as well, we found Will, which was, amazing so will is one of the main voices on the app right um and he's got you know a, a professional recording setup so mm-hmm. like without finding will at that stage um it, it, i guess it wouldn't have been as good i guess because he, he's recorded everything on the app we've since found right. other, other voices as well um but uh it was just you know i feel really lucky to have found will at the time mm-hmm. um so that was the, the the initial first core group, um, and then we ha- we've had loads of other volunteers join us along the way, um, and yeah, so that's I guess that's how it how it got started. Great. So um, something that I find really fascinating is um, the fit, or, or you know, the division of responsibilities among the core team. Like Roma designs, Mike codes, 
you handle comms and PR, and even Gareth uh, for that matter, like content, the blog. So, well, was that fit natural? Like, did like for you? I know it comes from your main job, right? Like, uh, PR is something you also do. But but for the others, is it something they learned, or were, were those skills carried over from uh, their day jobs? Uh, yeah, so I guess I guess they were mostly carried over. Um, so Ramar has he's a UX UI designer, that's his mm-hmm. job, and Mike is um, an app developer. Um, Gareth is a project manager, but Gareth writes most of the content for the app. So I guess right. that's separate from what he does for a living. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think we were really it was really great that we had a group of people who had had these different skills that allows allowed us to be able to build build the app, but also set up, set up the project, set up the organization, um, and, and kind of build it into something that that's become quite a big thing now. Um, yeah. so yeah, it was quite lucky that we had those skills between us. Um, and then obviously we've also had other volunteers join us along the way, um, with, with different skills as well. So we had Vanessa who was on the board. She's stepping down from the board now to focus on her, her own business that she's setting up, um, and her family. But, uh, she she brought fundraising strategy to the to the table and kind of mm-hmm. taught us a lot about what we can do around there, um, and yeah, and, and Michael, who's based in in LA, he does a lot of the audio editing. So obviously, obviously, oh. when we have stuff recorded and we have kind of different content from different people, and some of it is um, like varying quality in terms of like the recording setup. So uh, Michael spends a lot of time making sure all of the content is like sounds good and professional uh, which is really great um so yeah so lots of different skills involved and most uh, yeah partly comes from like carrying over skills from our day jobs but also partly things that we've learned along the way i guess right right i think like yeah it's really great that you know the end result of all of your individual skill sets is the app yeah definitely yeah um and yeah it's really nice to be able to have something to show for for that and something that we can build together as a group and know that we all kind of add different value in different ways um, and then to have something that people that, that, that can actually help people like when we get messages from people saying how much has it helped them with their mental health yeah. and, and, and like dealing with different situations it's just really nice to get that that kind of feedback you know absolutely so, so since we've come to day jobs uh, something that I wanted to ask you this is more on a personal note where you know you have your job at Beekeeper and you also are the board member. You work very actively for Medito. So, how do you juggle your time between both of these things? Like, how does it work? Yeah. So, I guess beekeeper. Um, I do nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then uh, Medito is everything outside of that. So, um, and I guess because of the pandemic as well. So, we actually launched the app uh, about a year ago, which was just like not long after the the pandemic had started. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working on it for about a year prior to that, like kind of getting it ready for launch and build, uh, writing content and building the app and doing everything around that. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think when we released the app, it kind of took off a bit more in terms of, well, we, we all had more time to dedicate to it because our social lives disappeared because we, we were in lockdown. Um, so, so it was actually quite nice to have something to focus on at that time. Um, plus, I guess more people needed it at that time because of the, the, the pressures of the pandemic as well. Um, so, so yeah, so we, 
we do spend a lot of time working on it and sometimes it just feels like we're always working because we're working on our day jobs and I said that we're working on Medito yeah. however I, I feel like working on Medito is less like work because it's more of a a vocation rather than work I guess because it's something that we're all we're all really passionate about and we really yeah. believe in it and we're doing it because we want to and I think even if because I guess that's part of it like because it is voluntary um you know that you're doing it because you want to and for no other reason so it I think that automatically make it makes it feels feel less like work I guess mm-hmm. right so um since you guys launched in the pandemic almost and uh, then you have a covid pack on the app so for, for those uh, viewers who don't know what the covid pack is the covid pack is a set of meditation sessions geared towards um, dealing with pandemic related anxiety so how, how did you come up with the idea for that Nick? How, how did that work um so i th- i guess we just recognized that there's definitely a need for it um mm-hmm. So one of the earlier packs that we had was anxiety um so we know that like it, it's it's proven that meditation can reduce anxiety um and we know that we like we can see that anxiety has increased during the pandemic um but there's also certain specific things around covid as well that can be addressed as well um well, and like one of the sessions in there is also grief um because people have been losing people due to the pandemic um is like certain issues like isolation and things like that so um it just seemed to make sense to do it and i think we probably had so when we decide on content that we put together now um it's fed into by requests from users mm-hmm. um, so i'm sure we because this is i guess it was about a year ago now so i can't remember exactly what the yeah. process was really but i'm sure we had requests uh, like the certain things around those topics um because we always take into account uh, like the requests that we get and we so we have um the the code because the code is all open source and it's available on github so anybody can go and see the code and kind of take it and adapt it and they can give us suggestions if they like but we have a place in github where anybody can go and um and give suggestions on what they would like to see in the app as well and then other people that can then vote on those as well so we always take into account um that feedback and the ideas that come from the community right i i think that's great i mean uh, in terms of giving the users what they want you know and asking them for it directly uh, and basically testing out all the hypotheses that you personally have which may or may not true so that's uh, a great way to uh, do that yeah exactly and yeah and we so we've also we've shared surveys like in the app as well asking people about their feedback on the packs that exist and what they would like to see in the future as well so um i think like medito has always been very much like a community thing so um it's quite natural for us to kind of gather ideas that way thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode if you'd like to stay tuned for future episodes feel free to subscribe i'd love to hear your feedback so you can go on to anchor.fm/whatworksforyou and send me a voice message until next time